Wake up, it's 1984. Wake up, but we've been here before. In fact, we were here yesterday uh, discussing 1984. And we're here today again discussing everyone's favorite dystopian novel, 1984. Greetings and welcome to the Teaching ELA podcast where this summer we combine my two favorite things, literature and summer vacation. Get ready for some literary quotes. Now, one thing in 1984 we can see is the amount of irony. The novel itself, on the surface, a satire on utopian novels, does, however, contain enough truths to frighten even the most diligent head-in-the-sand citizen. Let's take a look at the novel's protagonist. The novel's hero is a middle-aged, out-of-shape, not-so-attractive, vertical, soldier-possessing, pencil-neck geek. And the novel's heroine is a promiscuous, concerned only about the present, rebel from the waist down, those are Winston Smith's words, trollop in her mid-twenties. The controlling party's name, Ingsoc, a derivative from the English Socialist Party, possesses no resemblance to actual socialism in its treatment of the working class. The party's idealized hero is called Big Brother, yet the party has managed to eliminate familial love. The Ministry of Truth fabricates lies. The Ministry of Love specializes in torture. The Ministry of Plenty causes shortages. And the Ministry of Peace wages war. Party maintains control with the ironic use of doublethink, the ability to think two completely contradictory thoughts at the same time. Believing both to be true, the irony in 1984 is embodied in the party's slogan, and I quote, war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength, end quote. In addition to being ironic, the party's slogan is an oxymoron, a statement which on the surface is contradictory, but in reality contains truth. The party's slogan holds different meanings depending on who's reading it, making it an intelligent example of verbal irony. For the inner party, it means as long as Oceania is at war, the masses are able to direct their anger at an enemy and not at the party. The inner party enjoys its freedom in, in so much as it enslaves the masses, be it outer party members, proletariats, or workers in the war zone. As long as the masses remain ignorant to the truth, the party remains strong. Those not understanding the machinations of the inner party believe peace can only be achieved by conquering the world and eliminating the enemies of the party and of Oceania. I'm going to leave that bell in. This is authentic. They believe that to act freely would lessen Oceania's strength and lead it to possible doom. They believe that any deviation from the party weakens the nation, preferring to remain ignorant. We got some life lessons in 1984. By the way, I fully accept, believe, and approve of one's ability and right to hold contradictory thoughts in his or her brain. For example, when students take their cell phones out in class, I hold them in the same category as the spawn of hell. When I'm attending a teacher professional learning, however, it's not only acceptable to take out one's phone, but it's a necessity. Does that make me a hypocrite? Yes, but that's not really what's going on in 1984. It's different, right? Anyhow, put your phones away. No, don't put your phone away, especially if you're listening to this podcast on it. Take your phone out tomorrow where you'll get another quote from everyone's favorite dystopian novel, 1984. But there's only one more day of 1984, so if you don't like 1984, you only have one more day. You still get to listen to my lovely voice. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 